Hello and welcome to Living with the Landspeeder, where we Star wars Disney Parks one attraction at a time. My name's Ryan. I'm joined by my good pal, Katrin, and I'm hey, good pal, Derek. Hey-o. <laughs> and tonight, we have a very special guest on Chapter 4 of Living with the Landspeeder, Martin from Heroes of the Halcyon, or George Sakul. Sek- Sek- I always pronounce it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Sakul. Sakul. Luke. Lucas backwards. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I should have said. Anyways. You did. I messed, yeah, I messed it. Do I need it? <laughs> we'll now. just go with it. We'll just no, go with going, it. This is stained. I want people oh, to yeah. know. Yeah, people to know. <laughs> Martin, thank you for being on Living with Lance Peter tonight. How are you doing tonight? Absolutely thrilled to be here. Sweet. Well, you run a fabulous podcast called Heroes of the Halcyon. Where you talk about something, something, and there's this one thing you guys talk about. What could it be? What could it be? The Enterprise, right? <laughs> no, I got it. Halo. It's, it's Halo, right? The video game? No. He talks about the greatest cruise in the galaxy, the Galactic Star Cruiser, which we just got off of last week. And, and by we, you mean you and Martin. Martin. Yeah. Not <laughs> Derek and Kedrick. Not right. Derek and Kedrick. No. Well, this time last week, it was our last night, right? Aboard That's right. Are you feeling down? Are you feeling... Oh. Uh, how are the emotions? It, it, it's always tough when you get off the Star Cruiser, but we, we have found the, the best remedy to the Star Cruiser, the post-Star Cruiser blues is another trip to Star Cruiser. <laughs> 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 so... Uh, we're actually uh, looking to return uh, on a voyage in October. That's going to be kind of special. Ooh, we'll we'll chit chat yeah. about that a little bit later, I'm sure. Yeah. So this was my first time on the Star Cruiser, and it, I, wor- words can't describe it really. You try to put it into words, but you just can't really. It was just amazing experience, and you feel like you're in the middle of a Star Wars movie. I mean, hmm. I mean, that's you are. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just I don't know. It was it was surreal. I still don't. It's still like it's a dream that it happened. And I think without you guys, though, I would have been totally lost for most of the time. You here's the Halcyon helped out so much. You guys on board helped me out um, so much. I know your co-host. He was guiding me around at one point, saying, "Go here if you want to see something cool. Follow me." And <laughs> Hopefully we'll get him on the show sometime. But tell us how you uh, started this your Star Cruiser journey, real fast. Well, it, it's funny. My my two co-hosts is one my wife Christine Smith and my one of my really great friends Drew Gergich. And as soon as they announced Galaxy's Edge was going to be a thing, uh, Drew and I we love Disney parks and we love Star Wars, so we're like that perfect intersection of of fan for, for galaxy's edge and w- what became star cruiser. And we just kept theorizing what's going to be in this land. And then they kind of announced, well, there's going to be this hotel component and you know, what's that going to be? And we just kept having these lunch meetings about, you know, <laughs> what, what's it going to be? What's, and, and we kept, you know, as, as it, the information just kept dripping out slowly over, this was years, you know, yeah. we hear about how yeah. this, this interaction was going to follow you down to galaxy's edge. And it just kind of, blew our minds how how was that going to happen that something you do over here is going to have impact with you over in this other thing and you know we we went on galactic star cruiser on i believe it was voyage number six uh really early on in 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 the after it opened uh 
and we just we we came off it changed people i mean we and we just decided to geez within within a month we had to go back and we had to start a podcast just talking about it because the, the people that that are on this you know it is hard to describe and it, it's kind of hard to prepare for if you you know, if you don't know what what you're in store for so it, it's kind of a we we help people prepare for their voyage they have upcoming. We help people, you know, get through the emotions of of it when they're done. Uh, and we've been doing this now for you know, over a year. Um, this week we're actually launching our what we're calling season three. We are kind of doing our podcast in seasons as with our each of our voyages. This was our third voyage we just got off of, so we're starting season three this week. And wow, we just love the interaction of the community. I mean, the the Star Cruiser in star wars community is just it's it's the least toxic bit of star wars fandom i've ever encountered it's just the most creative helpful friendly bunch of people and it's been a joy i was amazed how you know not that i thought people would not be friendly but how friendly people were on the voyage how helpful people were and just how people fastly became you know friends and hung out with each other and it was it was it's weird to say that when you know it was an emotional journey but it was an emotional journey because there were moments when i was screaming there were you know cheering and there was uh moments where you know the emotions run its course especially when you're yeah. leaving it didn't help that i got sick on the last night so my morning leaving was like get me off of this place and let me lay down somewhere because <laughs> I'm so sick right now. <laughs> we, we were looking around like, where, where's Ryan? <laughs> Ryan, <did> Ryan... <laughs> yeah. I have a medical condition and sometimes I have attacks and I had an attack that night. Oh man. And I, when, whenever there was somebody up front, I was like, I need to leave now. And they were confused and I'm like, I've been sick. Um, so I left as soon as I, could get off board just because I needed to go lay down and rest. Well, and, and this is a lot. Uh, this this experience. I mean, there's there's blasters and there's lightsabers yeah. and there's you know force you know adjacent you know, characters on this journey. But something a lot of people do not, I was not prepared for, is how emotional yeah. this journey is. You really feel connected to the storylines, these characters. You feel really deeply about it and. Uh, it's funny after our first voyage, uh, we were at star Wars celebration, which was a month and a half after our first voyage. We actually got to speak to Scott Trowbridge from Walt Disney Imagineering yeah. and just tell him, you know, we, we didn't realize how emotional it was. And he, he really liked hearing that, that, you know, they really tried to make this something that stuck with you and felt real and mission accomplished. Yes. It was weird because, you know, you know that they're actors and stuff, but there was a moment, and I don't want to give away spoilers, where I um, my headphones off. No, no, I won't get. <laughs> no, but where I, don't know. I think people know that there's, I think people know Ray Skywalker appears. Yeah, what everybody? Everybody knows she, that. She's in the commercial. Yeah, she's in the commercial. Oh, yeah. There was that. a moment where we had a one-on-one interaction after something happened. And I, I got to give her a Kyber crystal and it was just, it was, it was so weird. Cause it was like, I was giving Ray Skywalker or she's not really Skywalker by now. Cause she's still, we're still in between movies. It's, I was giving yeah. Ray. You just not call her that at all. Yeah. I was giving <laughs> Ray 
<laughs> like the real Ray uh, Kyber crystal. And we had this one-on-one thing and it was really cool. And it was just, that's cool. It was so, and the stormtroopers looked like they were just walked off of a movie set. Yeah. And yeah, there was a lot. There was me and the Sajas, which are these force sensitive, um, to do the lightsaber training. We had a one-on-one thing and it felt like I was in universe talking to him. It was, it's just, it's hard to explain until you go to it, just how amazing it is. Uh, one question I wanted to ask you, since you've been on multiple um, trips, were there things that you found has changed since the first time you gone till, till this time, like story-wise or anything on board? I, I've been there three times now and I still haven't seen it all. Hmm. And, wow. and, and that's, a, and they intend it to be that way. I mean, there's so many choices that you, you, you don't get painted in this corner unless you really want to be there. Um, but in this particular case, like this last journey, I specifically wanted to go super dark side because I had yes. not done that. You know, I, I, I myself would never naturally gravitate toward oh, that path. And I, bad. and I tell, <laughs> I, I, and one of the, one of the biggest pieces of advice I tell people typically is go, go with your heart, go with your gut, do what feels right. But in this case, I mean, on voyage three, I wanted to see something I hadn't seen. Yeah. So I went hard, like buried the needle first order. And it was yeah. a blast. It was a blast. Hey, the, the imp- come to the dark the imp- side. We got pie. Oh. <laughs> D- dark chocolate. <laughs> I have a whole like tattoo sleeve of Darth Vader and Revan. Oh. Yeah. Well, you actually nice. got called. You got called out by uh, Lieutenant Croy at the end, and people. Yeah. And you're a lovable guy. People were booing you like crazy oh. when he when he called you out for being one of his oh. uh, companions or. Not companions, uh, compatriots, or whatever. It, it was music to my ears. The <laughs> ch- there, there was, there was a, there wasn't a whole lot of children on on this no. cruise. It was mostly, mostly group. It was only four or five kids. But there was a kid that just like looked back at me and just get George Lucas is a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and this is making me want to go uh, even more. It's, like, oh, it's so amazing. But, but see, it's, you know, the improv level of the actors it makes it so unique like i i did the scoundrel path the first time and and again i'm not there's no spoilers you know that there's no if it's star wars there's going to be a scoundrel path yeah um and the 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 improv of these characters you can go down the same path on a subsequent voyage and have it still feel different because it's a different person playing the role Hmm. um which which is kind of unusual for star wars star wars really has never had a different face for the same character going forward. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of, you know, we're, we're kind of going into live, you know, theater. You know, if you go see Macbeth, you, you know, you're going to see a different set of actors every time you go see uh, Macbeth, but with star Wars, you're not used to that. And, right. and that, that actually kind of was like, when I went down my second voyage, I was like, am I still going to attach to these characters? Even if they have different faces? Yes, you do <laughs> completely. <laughs> It falls away. There's there's a moment of that's not Wraith Cole, and then ten seconds later, that's totally Wraith Cole. Yeah, and you want to follow this person anywhere, but just you're you're walking down a corridor. This is kind of the way I explain uh, Galactic Star Cruiser. You're walking down a corridor, and you get a tap on a shoulder, and the scoundrel character says, "I need help. Come with me." <laughs> 
Yeah. And they just whisk you off into the middle of this adventure, this heist, and you just get lost in it. I mean, the, the shoulder tap moments that you get on this ship stay with you forever is what we, we call them shoulder tap moments where, yeah. you know, Asaja, you know, there, there's not, they can't have Jedi openly on a ship, of course. So they've came up with a very creative solution of this, you know, sect called the Saja that are force attuned, if you want. Uh, but it's a way to get lightsabers on the ship without there being <laughs> over, over Jedi. And it's super clever. But when they tap you on the shoulder and say, you know, we need your help. Yeah. You're just like anything, anything. I'll let's go. Yeah, it's it was amazing. Like I like I was talking to the captain, and um, I I gave her one of my um, light the spark kyber crystals, and I said, uh, "Light the spark," and then she re- she replied, and then she said, "Meet me at this time in this location." Oh, and I'm like, oh, oh. oh then. no! So she's like, she's like, I, she's like, I see that you're better that not we, be watching. No, no, she said, I, I see that we're, you know, have the same, you know, mm-hmm. thoughts about because she saw Each a little other. rebel yeah. thing, and so she, she, we met, and she gave me a mission, and I had to had to go do a mission, and it was just, it was weird, like, and the the humor and the improv, Wraith Cole, who he was hilarious, he, and it wasn't they seem to improv a lot and gear it towards who they're talking to. Because when he talked to me, somebody had given him something and he goes, look what they gave me. And it was like spice. It was like, you know, from the star Wars spice. Yeah. He goes, I don't know how they got um, this through, um, to security on board the ship. And he like smelled his, he smelled it. He goes, I wonder if I should go wash this off. Like he was, insinuating that she the or whoever gave it to her had it stuck up somewhere oh and no he, and he made the joke <laughs> oh, like oh i'm gonna go wash this off because it smells a little bit i oh, guess my. that's how they got it on the ship oh. i'm just like i was like cackling i'm like he would never say that to a kid so that's yeah. how it's not I mean, they just like yeah you know go off of things that, awesome. that happened and it was just, so so, so let me ask you this, Martin. Do you, do you feel like from your first to your last voyage that that you got the same quality across the board, or do you feel like it's it's weakened a little bit, or do you how do you feel about that? The, the magic for me is still there. Um, yeah. I I did specifically do something completely different this time because the first two trips I I did share some storylines between those two voyages. Mm. You know, I went you know resistance and scoundrel and because you don't have to go down one path you can mix and match a lot not everything mixes and matches but this time i went and did something completely different i mean i'm are literally set for voyage four i can't get back on that ship fast enough yeah i i can't i mean there's we we do know we know for a fact that you know the the lucasfilm story group is working on the next generation of of what what the storylines are going to be for Galactic Star Cruiser, when's that going to be? Mm-hmm. A year from now, two years from now, fight? We don't know, but mm-hmm. they've they've said point blank that there is expansion to grow, mm-hmm. and it's fu- it's funny. I actually realize I, I have a theory on what what the expansion is that I kind of came to a, the realization of on this trip. It's um, we'll, we might be able to chit chat about that later, but uh, <laughs> they they have this is a long term thing for Disney. I mean, this is yeah. a huge investment. Good. The technology on this thing, I mean, is is unreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, just you just take the raise 
real lightsaber. We all know it's not a real lightsaber, but let me tell you, when she turns the thing on right in front of you, it sure looks yeah. and feels real to me. Um, it, it, it's stunning. Yes, the cool. videos so, don't do it justice at all. It's, they so do with, not even. With that being said, since you're you've done three, you're, you're getting ready for your fourth. Obviously, the average person isn't going to be able to shell out that kind of money to do that much. But do you think that it's going to be able to survive the quality that it's at now? Because, like, because of the price point, um, you know, they're already having problems filling it. What do you think is going to happen, uh, Derek? Absolutely awesome question. And, and the fact is, uh, you always pay extra to be an early adopter. I mean, I'm not going to insinuate that I could afford to go three times, but I did, <laughs> <laughs> but we did anyway. Um, yeah, but the yeah, average person, the, like, if the, they go once, it's going to be it's going to be a while before they go probably yeah, yeah. or at uh, all. The, the, the great thing is what we have found, you know, and again, myself and, and my wife and our, our friend drew, we all share a room and that cuts the cost yeah. down significantly. Unbelievably. I mean, you could put up to five people in one of the standard rooms relatively comfortably. I mean, there are five different you know, beds and sleeping areas and you know, uh, you, you can do that. Um, there's actually something that we we actually did an episode of of our podcast on something called Star Cruiser Suite Mate Finder, that it just puts people together that are you know kind of like minded. They got the same kind of temperament and disposition, and you know it it's a way to turn a you know six thousand dollar voyage into a fifteen hundred dollar voyage by sharing the room with other people. And we've had we've heard just incredible success stories that not only does it reduce the cost, but it, people make friendships that last beyond mm. the trip. We actually, uh, Gabby, I mean, we, we met people on this voyage that they came back with the same group of people that they randomly kind of went with the first time because they liked each other so much. And that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, it, it's like we we kind of mentioned before we started recording is that there are some discounts starting to roll out, you yeah. know, 30% off for Disney visa um, and things like that, which again, people, anytime, you know, uh, the star cruiser hate uh, is, is alive and well, everywhere you look uh, people, <laughs> Oh, the star cruiser's failing. They got to do discounts. I mean, they're doing those same discounts for every single Disney resort. Yeah. Every one of them. Oh yeah. Um, and they had they had to for Star Cruiser. They had to. Um, yeah. the, the, it is at early adopter pricing. That being said, um, as someone who has you know been going to Disney parks for you know a, a forty upwards of forty years now, the the trick I've learned in the past couple decades is whenever something opens at Disney, go early, because that's when you see it in its pristine imaginary yeah. state. Yes. You know what? What I'm what I'm afraid of happening, and I've absolutely no i i proof or idea that this is happening, but it could. Is what I'm afraid could happen is they jettison some features or some quality or some story to bring yeah. that price point down, um, yeah. and that would be a shame. So that's why I, I really, really wanted, and you know, Drew and and Christine and I, we really wanted to see this thing exactly how it was meant sure. to be seen. And, but as far as we can see, I mean, these discounts are starting to roll out. 30% is not small change. Um, the, the quality yeah. hasn't dropped. The quality hasn't dropped one bit. That's great. Um, 
since you know it, and it's kind of funny because we when they were starting to kind of finalize the feature set of galaxy's mm-hmm. edge we saw things being dropped yeah. um we we did and i you know it's funny you know we all theorized that a lot of these features that were dropped were going to kind of make it on star cruiser and star cruiser was going to be kind of the paid training you know, testing ground for a lot of these things which you know who knows if any of that happened but uh I, I believe that the discounts are coming. They they are with every. They got to fill the rooms. They got to yeah. fill the rooms. It's this. There's nothing to compare this to. I yeah. mean, people say I could stay at the Grand Floridian for this price. I'm like, yeah, but you can't do a mission in space with a scoundrel, yeah. and you know, go steal coaxium, and you can't go. You know, you can't do any of that. So it's it's not an apples to you know apples comparison. I mean, there's, um, it, it isn't. There's nothing to compare this to. And, you know, one of the things that we kind of like to ask ourselves, and I don't want to go off on a weird tangent, but, like, what other franchise would support something like this? Um, not 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 every franchise could could even do this. Uh, we, we love Marvel. We love MCU, Avengers Campus and all, but Marvel couldn't do this um, type of interactive experience for two days. It, it wouldn't hold up the same way. So they really did create something special. And uh, they're they're going to yeah. find the price point. They're going to find the price point. I think it's it's good the the point you made about being able to go back and do these other stories and these other roles fulfill those. Um, that was something we had questions about in the beginning. It's like how sustainable is it? How replayable is it? You know, and and I've heard you say that, and heard some other folks say that that they they feel like they can go back and do these things. And that's, no, that, that's certainly encouraging. And then hearing about these other stories that could be coming, I think that's, that's going to help tremendously. And um, so that's exciting. I, I think the only other uh, franchise that maybe could do it, maybe Harry Potter. I don't know. What do y'all think about that? I mean, yeah, I think Harry Potter could pull yeah, it off. They could do it. Harry Potter. Yeah. 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 But yeah, um, I would go back and do the same story over and over. It was just so yeah. good. Um Let's do look, before we because we got we got to do some rides here. But, <laughs> yeah, that's right. But before we get that, let's talk <laughs> just briefly about your character on board the Star Cruiser because <laughs> I thought one of the best characters on the ship, whether they were paid to be there or whether they paid to be there. Uh, <laughs> can you talk sort of give your background of your character aboard the Star Cruiser? Sure. I mean, it's actually, it's a fun story all by itself is that uh, back in Star Wars Celebration number two, this is going many, many years ago, Hasbro did an action figure exclusive uh, named George Sakul. And it was basically a George Lucas tribute action figure. It had a George Lucas head and an X-Wing fighter pilot body. And that was it. I mean, it's, it's, boom. I mean, here's, what it what it looks like? I mean, it's yeah, from many many yeah. years ago. But 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 Hasbro actually did kind of canon. You know, I'm not going to say it's canon, but uh, Commander George Sakul was the name, and of course, George just just sounds like Space George, and Sakul's just Lucas spelled backwards. And uh, last year, when we were kind of planning uh, our Star Cruiser voyage, I was just getting copies made at a local you know copy store, and you know the the clerk said, "Hey, you know who you look like?" And I'm like. Tell me, who do I look like? She's like, you look like George Lucas. And I'm like, what? I go home and tell my wife, you know what this person said I looked like? She said, she said I looked like George Lucas. And then my wife kind of took two steps back and said, I kind of see it. 
And <laughs> I just thought, then I, you know, again, I've been a toy collector literally since the, you know, I had an early bird kit. I mean, uh, I'm uh -huh. a, uh, I'm that guy that's been collecting these things literally like his entire life. And I just immediately thought of George Sekul and take this razor thin paragraph of backstory that, that Hasbro did for this figure. Why not just make it complete character? And I, I have created what is very likely the most ridiculously overproduced fan <laughs> intro video. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's this character is so much fun because, you know, again, people see Lucas and they like to see Lucas playing in space. And I, you know, I didn't want to go to the Star Cruiser as George Lucas. That would be weird. But if I go as a character based on George Lucas, that's a lot of fun for a lot of people. And, you know, the characters on board the ship have a lot of fun with it. And um, again, if you go to YouTube and just, you know, search on Heroes of the Halcyon, uh, it's all three of us did character intro videos. And the, the George Sekul one is four and a half minutes you will never forget <laughs> That's great. How, how, how deep does the rabbit hole go and it, it goes <laughs> real real deep so that, that's the short version i just took i took hasbro's idea and <clears throat> ran ran with it but you made you make so your character makes hollow movies or whatever you want hollow vids hollow vids yes and one of the coolest parts of the on of the voyage this last voyage was you were presented with the character from your movie in real life action figure form Porg, what's his i, I forget his holly name. the poor holly the Porg. he's smoking a cigarette or something uh he he's got the sunglasses on from your the i guess you made the movie poster i'm I made, yeah, if you watch the video, uh, the, the short version is, I, I, how do you get Star Wars to exist within Star Wars? You, so what George Sekul did is, you know, nobody knew history in the galaxy, so he made holovids based on what the rebellion awesome. fighting the Empire and whatnot, and, it's, <laughs> and, and then he made a, a, a film that bombed terribly called Polly the Porg, which of course is an analog to the Lucasfilm <laughs> Howard the Duck movie, yeah. Yeah. and and the the crew on Galactic Star Cruiser, there, there's a couple in, in you know, very specifically. You know, I'm going to give a shout out to Bell. They have just latched onto this ridiculous idea of you know George Sekul's filmography, videography, I should say. And you know, she actually made me a Polly the Porg <laughs> live, and it was able to present it. It's it's just the craziest, weirdest thing. I mean, last voyage, I was just standing in the atrium, going through my data pad, your your phone, just scrolling yeah. through the missions. <laughs> And I could hear these these cast members talking behind me. And again, these aren't the this is just the crew, the crew that works there, not the yeah. primary cast. Yeah. And I could hear them, and, and they're starting to argue with each other, like right behind me, about who's the bigger George Sekul fan. <laughs> and like, and then one of them stops, and like, point, and I'm just watching this through the side eye, and I'm like, and one of them stops and just points at the others, and you are a fake George Sekul fan. <laughs> it's just the that's great. It's just the craziest. Like yeah. the the cast members, the crew, they're so clever. Um, it, give them something fun to work with, and they will yeah. run yeah. with it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. If this interview doesn't want to make you go on the Star Cruiser, I don't know what will. Because <laughs> let me tell you, it, it's amazing. I could talk about Star Cruiser literally the rest of the night with you, Martin. But we've got a mission here. Yes, okay. this is living with the land speeder, and we Star Wars of Fire rides. Can you tell 
our listening audience and our viewers, which ride, because we let you pick the attraction, which attraction did you pick to Star Warsify? Well, Kilimanjaro Safaris in Disney's Animal Kingdom is today's attraction of choice. Woohoo! Uh, Jumbo. Yes, Jumbo. <laughs> this is, I think, literally the largest attraction at Walt Disney World, if I'm correct yeah i mean the space this one takes the, the amount of resources that disney expends to keep this thing going the way it is it's it's unbelievable and i love it i love this attraction so much yeah it's i think it's like 100 acres or somewhere in there yeah 110 acres is what wow. we have to play with tonight wow. we have 110 <laughs> acres to play with so if one of us comes up with a story where we're riding teacups in the middle of the safari then no 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 oh. <laughs> we have a hundred acres tubs, but they are <laughs> <laughs> thanks ryan <laughs> so much for those cheerios it's not to do with option b everything is teacups <laughs> so Here's what we do for for those listening. Maybe this is your first time listening. We take the ride and we Star Warsify it. So we we take the existing ride and somehow make it Star Wars. So who would like the honor of going first tonight? If nobody else wants to, I'll go first because I don't, I don't care. I'll go first tonight because oh. okay, you'll go hey. first. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'll Derek. Go. Yeah. So there you go, Derek. I also want to do that. So no one. I don't think anybody's gonna take mine, but <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't have to do mine because <laughs> I've got know. a backup. I've got a backup plan. And I have to give a shout out. Like I had, I had my plan, and I told my wife what my plan was, and she was like, "That's pretty, pretty okay." She's like, <laughs> "She was like, why are you not using the murder bears, the Ewoks?" The like, murder bears. Wait, okay. So I rethought this whole thing, and <laughs> I wanted to be on Endor. Okay, oh, okay. and so one of my favorite games. Uh, for Xbox is uh, Battlefront 2. Yes. And oh, in yeah. Battlefront 2, they have a oh, mode yes. where you can either be an Ewok or you can be a Stormtrooper. And if you're an Love Ewok, it. you're trying to fight the Stormtroopers in the dark. And if you're a Stormtrooper, you're trying to find the Ewoks. It's this really cool game. Yes. And I was like, that's what I want the ride to be. But obviously, you have to have it during the day. And I'm thinking, what movie just got re-released? Return of the Jedi. And so you make the whole scene like starting off at Return of the Jedi and you're fighting all of the stormtroopers and all of this stuff. But then also to tie in the animals, you bring in the different animals that are on Endor. Things like, you know, they have several sentient beings there, but they've got several semi-sentient beings like the Kegels and the Grass Trekkers and the Gorax. I guess the Gorax is one that, that the... Uh, the Ewoks fight constantly. But then you've got things like the Blurg. Everybody loves Blurgs. So you can have <laughs> Blurgs out in the savanna and all of these kind of fields. But then as it gets later into the evening, the sun starts to set is when you have the more interactive kind of game of you're picking what you are. If you're going to be on Team Ewok or if you're Team uh, Stormtrooper. Kind of like... You know, you've got a little bit of the rise of the resistance where you're with the resistance. Well, this one, you get a pick almost like with the Star Cruiser. They have so much space to do it where it's basically two separate experiences depending on the time of day that you go. 
Oh, nice. That's awesome. Mm. That is great. Th- thanks to my wife for making me change my mind. <laughs> originally, it was the teacups, right? No, originally. <laughs> I, I guess I'll say, originally, I was going to do Alderaan before it got destroyed. Oh, at the end of the ride, it just all blows up. <laughs> you hear this. Hey. It was kind of part of it, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> because you remember the original Kilimanjaro when you had to try to get the poachers and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So it was going to be like, oh, you got to get off for the Death Star blows you up. Look at all this beautiful stuff. It's fun. <laughs> Have fun. Enjoy your ride. Well, <laughs> since you mentioned Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. I'll, if you don't mind, I'll go next. If you're done. Right. Unless you're not done. Uh, that's it. Okay. You got it. Because Did you have a restaurant or anything, though. Oh, I'm a Tusker House and just make it Star Wars. <laughs> 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 I love Tusker House. Like, get the food the oh, exact same. I, except, I've got, yeah. except C3PO's floating around on a chair and, you know, and, and that's about it. <laughs> you call it Tuscan House. Oh, nice. I decided to, to since it's the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, I wanted to go with that theme. I was thinking, okay, we have 110 acres to play with. Plus, you have Tusker House. So my ride is called the Dune Sea of Tatooine. Okay. And it starts out front with the restaurant that is Jabba's Palace. So we turn Tusker's house into Jabba's Palace. I've got, I think I've got, I think, I think I've got a a poster for it. We do. You could call it Tusker Hut. Jabba's Palace. Featuring the yeah. Max Rebo band. So we'll have a live band or the Max Rebo band, animatronic band, uh, you know, like Showbiz Pizza or Chuck E. Cheese. But we'll have the Max, <laughs> Max Rebo band there at Java's Palace. Uh, and then you'll be able to, from there, travel across the Dune Sea for a view of the mighty Sarlacc. So outside of the front of the ride will be, will be Java's Palace, where you'll hear Max Rebo band featuring live music. And then from the ride, you will load onto a skiff and then journey across the Dune Sea with a guide telling you about the area. So while in transit, you will see a sand crawler with Jawas making deals for droids. You'll see the crate dragon skeleton. You'll see Tusken Raiders with their Banthas riding and trying to shoot you down um, and various other creatures in the desert. So you'll see all the, the creatures um, from the desert. Uh, the Dune Sea, and once the skiff reaches its destination, you will come face to face with a life-size great pit of Kakaroon or Karkaroon, Karkoon. I can't read tonight. The nesting place for the all-powerful Sarlacc. So you'll have the pit, the Sarlacc pit, in all of its glory right there, which is surrounded by Jabba's cell barge, um, as well as other small skiffs. So you'll have um, all these skiffs uh, from people coming in from different parts of the ride to circle the Sarlacc pit. And then much like um, the great movie ride, there'll be like a stunt show on Java's. So you, so uh, if you remember the great movie ride, the person that did the drove, the, yeah. the vehicle would get out and he would play a part. So same thing's going to happen here. Your guy will play a part and you'll see the whole scene uh, from Return of the Jedi play out. You'll have uh, you'll you'll have Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, R2. Lando, R two, C three PO, 
you'll see all this playing out as is like a stunt show type thing. Yeah, oh, Leia. <laughs> yeah, Slave Leia. Will, man, will be there. <laughs> uh, so you'll see all this playing out. Um, so a mixture of animatronics and the live actors creating the battle from the Return of the Jedi, and of course Boba Fett will be there. You have to have Boba Fett. Um, and then when the stunt show ends, uh, your skiff will speed away back to the drop-off location. So you'll, it's like, it's like the great movie ride, but like times 100 because of everything going on. So that's, that is my ride for this. Wow. Uh, this, this chapter. I don't, I don't know that's what you guys great. think. I think it's great, so, but I think it'd be even better if Disney actually crossbred one of those elephants to make it into a band. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Disney made a real bantha. What would he? What would they crossbreed it with? I don't, I don't get paid that much money. You figure that out. Like I'm not an Imagineer. They could do it. I don't want it robotic either. I want it real. Like this is Animal oh. Kingdom. Come on, I want a real bantha. We Come on, gin- Disney, figure it out. <laughs> does, does Boba Fett fall into the starlight? Oh, into this? Yeah. And then when you're going uh, back to their. Uh, to, to get let off the ride, you'll see C-3PO's legs sticking up in the sand, kicking back nice. and forth. And so it's it's all there. It's I want to ride this ride now. <laughs> That's my ride. So who we got two left? Katron, go for it. All right. Oh. So my second option second. was indoor. Oh, I'm glad that you you chose indoor. Um, I I thought that was actually the obvious one, much like your wife said. I was like, that seems like the the most logical. There you go. go. So I'm glad that you didn't pick mine. I I knew nobody's going to pick mine, though, because I went back to a previous movie uh, to Empire Strikes Back. And I'm actually um, doing something that's impossible. (laughs) It's hot. (laughs) It's, it's yes. awesome. Yes. <laughs> so yes. we're actually going to transport or uh, transform rather uh, Africa into Hoth. So the whole land. Oh, will just wow. be Hoth, I guess is what will this happen, happen. You know, so um, I actually have a picture of the ride vehicle because I found this vehicle. Oh, it, it was a toy that was never made. OK, it was a toy concept. So let me pull it up on the screen. Oh. Sorry for those just listening. But imagine Imagine, imagine the imagine if you will. Yeah. Imagine the ride. Oh, nice. Sorry. Oh, except that it like... has tank tracks on it. Right? Yes. And it has cannons where the I'm going to say that's where the driver sits. I that know looks the like driver a GI Joe is, vehicle. It does look like a GI Joe vehicle. There probably is one just like it, but it's a transporter uh, that could carry people. Or I saw another picture where it could actually carry a snow speeder um, to ah. transport. So. But in this instance, it's being used to transport uh, you. You you are becoming part of the Rebel Alliance. The, the, Sweet. So you're greeted by a Rebel Alliance officer, and he's like, "Okay, you're here. We've got this mission. We're gonna take. We're gonna transport these supplies over to the remote outpost of Hoth, and you know we may encounter some crazy stuff out there. So get ready. You know, you get on, and you're in the ride, and and uh, we take this vehicle across the icy tundra of of hoth of course and we're you know on the way we're seeing all the the tauntauns and the maybe some wampas and i had to go look at these what what kind of animals were on hoth that were maybe in in the in uh, comic books and things like that so you know ice worms and hoth hogs mm. uh, snow mouse 
or snow bears, you know, different different creatures around. So kind of keeping the same idea of the the, the safari, um, but it's cold. Uh, now that was the other thing. I was like, okay, it's not going to be cold. It's it's Florida, you know. So it's it's you're just going to have to pretend a little bit. Maybe there's some <laughs> air conditioning on the. I mean, they've got Blizzard the, Beach. That's right. Yeah, there's there's some air conditioning on this uh, this transport vehicle. So, um, but as you you start progressing along, you start to see the ATAT walkers, the ATSDs, and uh, you see some snowtroopers that are battling the rebels, and it starts to come to a climax, you know. And there's you're getting towards the end, and and it's again kind of like Rise of the Resistance, where you're you're just yeah. kind of getting through uh, this this event that's happening around you and and the cool thing about this though is that there are these cannons on the vehicle so he's he's firing at the snow troopers and at the atsts and and maybe off in the distance as you're finishing the ride you see an atat walker fall down uh you know because it, it got tripped by the the wires and uh and you make it out and everybody's excited so then when you exit the ride you can go over to the tauntaun sunday bar Mm. Uh, which is this, it's the is it the Hawa Bar? Is that what's near near there? I think is is the name mm-hmm. of the place. Um, but we uh, we came up with some, my son and I came up with this idea. Um, but some of the uh, the things you can get at the Tauntaun Sunday Bar, you can get a lukewarm Haas chocolate, <laughs> a, a Wampa swirl, a Tauntaun fuzzy Sunday, a snow trooper snow cone, and a blue milk ice pops. So this place smelled <laughs> bad. <laughs> So on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> so really all you would have to do, Catron, for yes. this ride to make this feel like you're in Hoth, enclose this ride vehicle where it's like a dome over top of the vehicle and put pump AC in it. Yes. So it's cold. So that makes you think you're in the cold because everything outside, because Disney and Imagineering can make it look like they snow can make it look like snow. and ice. And then because it's flat at Disney. Or in Florida. <laughs> in Florida, you know, as far as I can see, they can yep. make it look like it's just snow everywhere. And oh yeah, and it's so, huge, like you said, it's yeah, acres, hundred ten acres. So yeah. just enclose it in the dome, freeze them out, and then they'll think they're on hot. Yes, that's cool. So, I like it. I want that vehicle. Plus, though. you know, I love <laughs> I like, love the wampa. Like thing? I've got the the pommel, the wampa yeah. pommel. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Okay, Martin, so we're ready. We are ready to hear the amazingness that's about to come out of your mouth. Oh boy, I've thought way too much about this. <laughs> Welcome to our excellence. Uh, that's right. So, for no particular reason, I wanted to actually kind of keep it in the same time frame as Galaxy's Edge and Galactic Star Cruiser, just because. Yeah. And uh, and I thought about this. The only time we've ever really heard about a zoo kind of being referenced in Star Wars is in Force Awakens, there's that throwaway line that Han Solo's getting these Rathars for King Prana. Yes. And they actually did kind of fill that out in in the novelization that, you know, King Prana's got this big zoo with all these dangerous creatures, and he's in competition with this other ruler, like the next galaxy over, who's got his own zoo of dangerous creatures. And I'm just thinking, wouldn't it be the biggest flex in the world to have like your zoo be a tourist attraction. So I'm like envisioning Disney would be, you know, uh, King Prana presents the perilous predator trek. And, uh, I, and I always love when you go on these Disney attractions the, in the pre-show, 
Like before you get on Kilimanjaro safaris, they got the little show above with that's narrated. Yeah. And before you go on a safari to view all of the dangerous animals in the galaxy that want to kill you, there's only one <laughs> character I could think of that I wanted to have narrate that pre-show. And that is Danny Trejo's Rancor Keeper <laughs> from Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and, at, and, and at the end, he'd be like, the only thing more dangerous than these creatures is me. You know, I need something, you know, very. And it, it, as far as I know, I don't think they ever actually gave the Danny Trejo Rancor Keeper a name, did they? I, I don't think so. I think it's actually unnamed. So. For, I just came up with it until, you know, Matt Martin or Pablo Hidalgo tells me I'm wrong. I'm going to say that it's Adacom, which is machete backwards, yeah. <laughs> which is a very Star Wars thing to do. So nice. Danny yes. Trejo's Rancor Keeper Adacom is going to be telling us about all the dangerous creatures we're going to see. And I kind of tried to keep it within something that I thought Imagineering could do yeah. um, w- without, you know, an, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, a rain, you know, yeah, yeah, but I, it, it's funny that you know, having Kilimanjaro Safari, what are the things that people always ooh and ah over? The baby animals. So the yeah. only thing cooler than seeing an animal that could kill you is seeing a baby version of an animal <laughs> that could kill you. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, oh, that's so cute. Ah, you know, like a baby rancor. Who wouldn't who wouldn't love to see a baby yeah. rancor? You know, or or like a a, a nexu. Come on, everyone would love a nexu is something that they could pull off in in one of those ecosystems. And like you know, it, something that I saw in uh, Universal, they've got in that new Jurassic Park ride. They've got the screens with the what is it, the Mosasaurus, the big sea creature. You know, the yeah. water, uh-huh. and it's on this, and it's very convincingly portrayed. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, you could get the you know the OPC killer, uh, what what is it, the Sando Aqua Monster and the the Cola Clawfish from Episode One. Yeah, you could have you know a little drive by and a screen thing to do that underwater, and that'd be something you could definitely do. But like uh, a Wampa, an Ackley, uh, you know the 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 Creek Nut Giant Spiders from Rebels. I mean, I I love Rebels. I don't know if anyone likes like, oh, like I Rebels. Love that. Oh, yeah. my favorite. Yeah, I love Rebels and. You know, those giant, you know, Creekna spiders that yeah. are awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then they got you the ice version. The, the mythosaur in there, too. You just have like the eye where Ooh. the hippos are. <laughs> I lo- Could you imagine? I would freak out. I would love it. A, a Dianaga <laughs> poking its tentacles yes. out. I mean, this, I, I'm thinking, I, I really have thought about every single one of these creatures. I'm like, Imagineering could totally do this. And, uh, I, I a Rathtar. You got to end with you know. Well, Han Solo didn't do it, but you know, Honda Onaka got these Rathtars here or something. Who knows? And that'd be the the, the big finish to the ride. And I, I'm I'm thinking I I would line up again and again and again to see uh, the who's who of dangerous things in the galaxy. I mean, it, it can be like a behind the scenes tour of the Geonosian arena from Attack of the Clones. I mean, they got they had to keep those animals somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Let yeah. let's see it. I, I think that'd be a hell of a ride. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, the merchandise would be phenomenal because you had all this yeah. all the creatures at the end of the ride in their gift shop that you could buy baby babies of them to take home. That's why I wanted Endor because the Ewoks. I mean, every yeah. I had the oh. little Ewok. Like yes, <laughs> I great. still have the Ewoks. <laughs> now, you know, with with Catron with with yours, 
uh, it would be so funny if they took Disco Yeti and made it a womp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That like that was my only thing. It. Was that am I am I using this idea in place of Expedition Everest? You know when I it's uh, already got yeah, you know, yeah. But I was no, like, no, we'll no, figure no, out something we'll else. Out. I'll use so, it for that. Yeah, so, there you go. <laughs> if, if Danny Trejo, he's famous for his tacos, which I've heard was, phenomenal. Yeah, is, is he going to have his own uh, Star Wars version uh, taco stand at the end of the ride? That's what I was. Thinking. You know they've they've got Ronto wraps and Galaxy's Edge, so you. Yeah. Know, it, what would you call Atacom's taco stand? <laughs> yeah, I would. Right. I would right be where there. the corn stands at. Yes. <laughs> oh, nice. I, I'm you loving. No, they should do that anyways. I love tacos. I know they're not from Africa, but I, I want tacos. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you can put some street corn in the tacos. I would yeah. be all for that. So, right. I, and uh, it's funny. This pat. I was just at Animal Kingdom and uh, a restaurant I had never been at before was Tiffin's. And I know that's not yeah. directly adjacent to yeah. the ride, but but Tiffin's is a super cool. They, the whole thing's themed about the Imagineers experience, you know, in their, uh, they do these inspiration trips around the world, you know, when they were designing Animal Kingdom. And it's all about their inspiration trips. And I just think it'd be yeah. cool to have a restaurant that was all about all the different ecosystems and every room was a different ecosystem that, you know, a set of animals came from. You could have a yeah. hoth room, you know, you, you could have, you know, a tattoo. I mean, everything wants to kill you on Tatooine. That's true. Uh, so I, I just think that the ideas for implementing this, I want to see it real, real bad now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My only other thought was like, since it's so big, you just make it pod racing. <laughs> That's pod another ride. Oh yeah. yeah that would be cool too. <laughs> Oh uh, well, I again, but yeah, four different people, four different completely ideas. Yes. I don't know how it always works out like this, where something doesn't overlap. But I think it's because we have, now we know to have some backup plans. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm going to say as a listener, when I was listening to your first three episodes, I was riveted, hoping that there was going to be a train wreck of stolen <laughs> ideas. The first, the one with with the second episode with David Dollar when. Three of us did something from the Clone Wars, and none of it was the same. So close. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I was because I was the last one to go for the Clone Wars people. I was like, yeah. oh, no, don't know. Uh, okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> That's why I make these graphics because then I'm like, see, I made the graphics, so I must have gonna, been the first one to do it. <laughs> I'm just gonna get a tattoo for every well, ride that I create before the show. Oh, that'd be cool. We also, oh, <laughs> my neck. We, we also have an idea. To, to make it a little more random, uh, to have some sort of either randomizer for the, um, or a wheel to spin for this is the ride, maybe one for the ride, but then also one for the planet or the, like the time period or something like that, or multiple different wheels, you know, and then, and then it's like different for every, and then you, you have to come up with that. And we uh, should that do a live show. We are a live show. Yeah. We should do every once in a while, I'll do a live show with spin the wheel see what we get because that would be fun because then you'll have the chat yeah. and yeah that that should be our live show Katrin. you've you've cracked the code crack you win because Bam. this, you are, this you episode are not all of martin's fans are just going to come over and we're just going to have so many people listening we'll have to start doing live shows again <laughs> right yes yeah well and yes. they need to go all of our fans need to go check out oh shows definitely 
It is such a fun podcast, Heroes of the House Inn. Uh, we hopefully we can get Drew on here, and because I think he would he would love this too. Uh, uh, Christine's over here. She's got her list of ideas as well. Yes, so got, uh, all of three, you. three people. Yes. Oh, yeah, we'd... there's enough attractions where we could just have as many guests as we want. That's the cool thing about this <laughs> podcast. It can just go on forever because uh, Disney keeps making new attractions, which will give us some new content to do. <laughs> it's going to happen where they're going to use one of our rides. It's going to be great. I'm so. still saying I love sci-fi dining, but I still think that they should just make it George Lucas and and do it with like American graffiti and then play all of his movies. Yep. With Lance. Cool. We wouldn't have to change anything. Duh. Wow, that's the that right itself. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We're just waiting for Disney. We're you know, we'll just, just <laughs> give us a call on their call. Yep. Yeah. We're ready. We, we we will all be imagineers. I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well Martin, thank you for coming on. Um I think we have reached our about to reach our hour mark. Where can people find you? on the interwebs well you can always find us at heroes of the halcyon.com and uh we're big on instagram so just go to instagram heroes of the halcyon a uh, lot of fun adventures new episodes every week this week starts season three sweet i can't wait to listen and and not only just the podcast but they did an event before the halcyon they raised a ton of money for make a wish which was really cool so thank you for doing that that meant a lot to me that you guys did that and I was happy to participate in that. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, uh, you were a big part of that. I mean, we, uh, we had a kind of a, before the voyage, we did a star cruiser, super fans, muster meetup. It sold out. Uh, the, I mean, we actually had a sellout crowded. We rented out a location in Disney Springs and had a bunch of star Wars creators donate, you know, star cruiser and star cruiser galaxy's edge type items. And, you know, Ryan, you, you donated two different items. We generated what was it? Almost fifty six hundred dollars for Make a Wish Orlando. Wow. So, wow. Uh, thank so you cool. so much. It, it, it's it's the community is just so generous. I can't say enough about them. Yeah, thank you for doing it. And I hopefully we'll see you back on the Star Cruiser sooner rather than later. I'll get back there someday. I want to take my son. So I want to. I want to. I'll get back. There. I want to take these guys too. Yes. Derek, I know I could probably get Katrin. We're going to get yeah. you on. There. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm working get my angles. I'm going to figure out a way no. that I'm just going to. The Disney's going to invite me on, and <laughs> we laugh at, but you laugh about it. But you know, like I always find you can an do angle. it. I know, I always and find I, an angle. I will be right there with you. I'll be like, oh yes, I'll. I, I should probably go with you. We'll all. We're all going to get on there. I'm going to we'll get on there again. <laughs> you guys are going to get on the first time. It's going to be fun. But anyway, this has been Chapter Four of Living with the Land Speeder, and it's been a fun one. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Katrin. Thank you, Derek. And we'll see you next time on Living with the Landspeeder. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.